0: so we 're talking about the song, the songs of Christmas uh, this christmas season that 's sort of the theme that i 've selected as we uh, look uh, particularly at songs that we find in the scriptures in the Gospel of Luke. but uh, again, to start with since you 've had a week to think about it, anybody have a favorite Christmas song you want to share with the rest of us you don 't have to explain it yes Mary, Mary, did you know? Mary did you know good one yay it 's a very good one uh, it, any others what I heard the bells on Christmas Day. What child, what child is this? Holy, holy oh, holy night! Oh, holy night! Any other? Oh, holy nights. <laughs> <laughs> Silent night, and oh holy night, seem to be leading uh, in the in our unofficial um, poll here. Anybody else favorite Christmas song? First Noel. Yeah, all of the ones that we're singing this afternoon—they're good ones. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Yeah. In the first light. Nice one, yeah. Songs are an important part of what makes the Christmas season special to us, aren't they? Um, There's so many of them, and there's so many good ones. We were just visiting with friends last night, and somebody said, hey, what's your favorite song? You were asking other people. I really had a hard time. Uh, there are so many good ones. And I thought of about five of them after we drove away that I, that I could have said, uh, along with the ones that I did. There, there are just so many great songs. And it, it is one of the things that makes the Christmas season such a special time. Jesus is the reason for the season. And music helps us to make the season pleasing. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop myself on that one. I'm, I'm really sorry. But Jesus is worth singing about. And, and as we look together uh, over these weeks at the, the songs of Christmas, we realize that this, this notion of singing songs for Christmas has a very long history. It started actually before Jesus was born. Uh, people were, were composing songs. Uh, and we have in the Gospel of Luke four what are called canticles. They call them canticles. It's a fancy word for songs um, that you find in the Gospel of Luke. Um, there is the Magnificat. I'm using the Latin words now because that's what they're known by. The Magnificat of Mary that we looked at last week. The Benedictus, which is what we're going to look at today from, actually you've heard it already, much of it already from the choir, uh, but uh, from Zechariah, who is the father of John, who is uh, inspired and prophesies at the time of his son's birth, along with some other little adventures. Then the Gloria, which is the song of the angels, uh, as the announcement is made to the shepherds, in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night, when suddenly, oh yeah, well, that's for next week. Um, and, then, and then the last one, which is probably the most obscure of the ones, the ones that is the least familiar to us, is called the Nunc Dimittis, which is, uh, now, Lord, you let your servant depart in peace. In other words, this is, this is a guy singing, it's okay for me to die now. And this is the song of Simeon, which we don't look at t- as often, but we're going to actually look at that one together. I think, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. So we'll spend a little bit of time looking at um, Simeon's song on Christmas Eve. Now, when we talk about songs, it seems to me, I'm going to take a step back today, and I'm going to ask some questions for us to kind of ponder together about songs in general. But it seems to me there's two groups that you want to consider when you're talking about songs. One is the writers of the songs, the song makers, um... And maybe along with them, the performers, the people that are interpreting the songs and singing the songs for us, but the ones that produce the songs, either writing the songs or or singing the songs for us, um, performing the songs for us. But then also, I think we want to consider the song hearers, that it's important how we make songs, why we make songs, uh, how we perform songs, why we perform songs. But it's also important, I think, how we hear songs. And I want us to kind of think about both of those things. As we're talking uh, today about Zechariah's song, but as we're talking in general about what we're calling the first Noels, that's the, the theme we're using. And again, as the word Noel simply means Christmas. It comes from uh, a word that, um, from which we get a, a word like natal, uh, which means birth. Um, and so this Noel is, it means Christmas. It's about the birth, uh, Noel. So you can say capital N Noel means Christmas, but also an A Noel is a Christmas carol. It's also a word that's used uh, for a song, a Christmas song. So we're looking now at the first, the original Noels, the original songs of Christmas that happened as Christmas, the original Christmas was happening. Um, So today's today's Noel is the Benedictus of Zechariah. Let's take a look at the text today that uh, tells us the story of this song of Zechariah. It's in Luke chapter one, and we're gonna begin in verse 57 and read uh, to the end of chapter one. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. You may remember uh, earlier in the story Um, Elizabeth was quite old and was apparently not able to have children which is a huge deal in that culture. Uh, A a terrible shame for a woman not to be able to bear children. Um, And now she has had a child. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered no he shall be called John which was the instruction that they had gotten from the angel. And they said to her, none of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet. Now you may remember that he was struck dumb. He was unable to talk when he had trouble believing what the angel was telling him was going to happen. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. In Latin, by the way, that's Benedictus Dominus Deus Israel. You can memorize that if you want. For he has visited and redeemed his people. And has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us Lord God, we ask that you would help us to hear your word for us here today, that you would help us to receive the good news that you have for us, that it would make a difference in our lives, and that you would help us to be difference makers in the world for you and for people around us. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So to begin with, I want to ask the question, why do people make songs? And if you want to follow along in your bulletin insert, um, I'm going to start with number one, which is at the bottom. And, And what I'm going to do is, at least in my way of looking at things, I'm going to go from the lower reasons to the higher reasons why people will make songs. So number one, down at the bottom of this first section, why people make songs, well, this is uh, looking at songs as a worldly commodity. If you want to fill in the blank, the word is commodity. A worldly commodity. Uh, to realize rewards. To make money. To accumulate. And in a sense, to glorify myself. Um, the question in this category would be, with this song, how much can I get for myself? Okay, so a worldly commodity. This is what I, would, what I see as sort of the lowest reason. It's actually not a bad reason. People make make a lot of money if they write really good songs that that uh, capture other people's imaginations and attention and, and get airplay and all of that. Uh, you can you can make a decent living writing songs. Just ask Barry Manilow. He writes the songs that make the young girls cry. Um, sorry, that's for some of you that are younger. You you didn't get that, and you know it's probably really good that you didn't. Um, then moving up number two. Why do people write songs? Human achievement. Human achievement. To demonstrate musical or poetic skill. The question here is with this song, how well do I show others what I can do? How well is my craft being demonstrated here? Wow, that guy's a great songwriter. Um, This also sort of has the goal of glorifying self to make a name for yourself um, through writing songs, making good songs, being creative. Um, Moving up to number three. Why do people make songs? Community distraction. The purpose here is to entertain. The question here is, with this song, how fully do I attract and hold people's attention? This is a picture of people struggling in time providing something to help us forget at least for a moment. Something to distract us from all the troubles of life. Having a bad day, turn on the radio. Community distraction. Then moving up, personal gift to honor someone else the question here is uh, with this song how well do I show the value of someone else to me this is writing a song for someone else to say something about them or or as a gift to them this is about people who are made for relationships expressing love um, enhancing that connection through their gifts through their art You can see at least how I might think that we're actually moving up um, in each of these reasons for making songs. Number five, a community tool to remember an important event or idea. With this song, how well are others helped to remember an important idea or relive a significant event? This is about people who are part of a community helping their people to grow. I would suggest that most of our hymns, maybe all of them, kind of fit this category. Everything that's in your hymnal probably fits this category of helping others to remember an important idea or relive an important event. A lot of Christmas songs are retelling the story, right? Then uh, number six, moving up human response to express deep thoughts and feelings. With this song, how well are others helped to see what I see, feel what I feel, know what I know. This is about people made in God's image living in his treacherous and beautiful world and desiring, needing to connect and to connect deeply with other people. Oftentimes, art can help us to do that. Songs can help us to do that. And then number seven, what I consider to be the highest reason for making songs, divine reflection. To glorify and enjoy God. With this song, how much do I, how much do we give for God? This is about people made in the image of God. And being made in the image of God is a very uh, high and deep and wide and complex reality. People try to say, what does it mean to be made in the image of God? Well, there's lots of good answers. Um that I'm not going to take time to go into. We'd be here longer than you want to be here. But one of the, one of the aspects of, of this, I think, it clearly is our creative abilities. That as human beings, we are able to create stuff. Now, we don't create like God does. God creates ex nihilo, another fancy Latin word, means out of nothing. God takes nothing and says, let there be, and, and then something becomes. We never can do that. We cannot create ex nihilo. I cannot take a jar of nothing and say, be something, and it becomes a something. What I can do is what every other human being can do, and that is I make, I create by rearranging things that already exist. And I and you and we together are really good at this. Taking stuff that is and rearranging it, reorganizing it in ways that that say something, that, that express uh, something important to us, something important to other people, that, makes thing, that can make things that are useful by rearranging um, things that already are. Th- by doing this, we are, we are expressing who God has made us to be. And when we do this to the glory of God intentionally, I think we're realizing our highest calling and you can do that with a song. And once again, as we think through these things, I would encourage you, some of you might be thinking, well, yeah, I'm not a songwriter. That may be, but you're, first of all, you're a something maker. Everybody is. If you're human, you're, you make something. You are, you are creative in your own way. You can say, well, I'm not a very creative person. If you are human, you are creative. And if you're not sure about it, ask somebody Nearby, Ask somebody you trust. Do, do, what, what, do I create anything? They'll tell you. So first of all, we're all creators. And second of all, remember, this is not just about writing songs. Or We're talking about songs here, uh, uh, being a song maker. It's also about how we hear songs. And I think the way we hear songs, how we, how we understand the songs that we're hearing in the Christmas season especially, which is what we're talking about now, but just in general, how are you hearing it? I mean, if you're hearing it just as a commodity, so I'll buy that, and that's as far as it goes. Then, then you're kind of you're kind of experiencing this whole song thing at the lower level, in my opinion. If, on the other hand, you receive songs as a glorious expression of of people made in the image of God and, the, and a reflection of the glory of God and receive it that way and hear it that way, you're, you're gonna be doing this song thing during the Christmas season and all the way through the rest of the year on a much different level, right? So it's not just about how we make songs, it's also about how we hear songs. Okay, so hopefully that, that, uh, that little venture was uh, worthwhile for you. By the way, that's a nice song on that phone. <laughs> Wasn't that a nice song? Somebody created that little song. Beautiful, right on cue. Thank you so much, Nancy. That was exactly when I wanted you to do that. <laughs> Appreciate it. So now I want to ask a question, another question, and this is where we're going to look at Zechariah a little bit and get a little bit of help from Zechariah's song, The Benedictus. What makes a great Christmas song? First, I would suggest that it is a song performed in the tempo of Trials. Great Christmas songs, it seems to me, oftentimes, probably all the time if we really broaden our view, are born in adversity. An awful lot of really good art starts that way, doesn't it? Tension, conflict, problem, expression. Remember Zechariah and Elizabeth at the beginning of the story, unable to have children which, as I mentioned before, was particularly problematic in their culture. And they were, quote, well along in years. Zechariah was divinely struck down, made unable to speak, when he couldn't believe the angel's good news. The angel says he's gonna have a child and he cannot believe it. And the angel says, okay, well, then you're not gonna be able to talk. a great Christmas song is a song performed in the tempo of trials and it is a song accompanied by obedience it's fueled by faith here's what they said about Zechariah and Elizabeth back in verse 6 of Luke chapter 1 both of them were upright in the sight of God observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly these were good folks keen to obey their Lord Zechariah, when we meet him is a, a priest faithfully serving in the temple doing his part and it's his turn to go in and do the special duty and then just before his song is made according to Luke's uh, narrative he says along with his wife his name is John all of his relatives are saying that's crazy nobody in your family has that name we don't do things that way. Hello? And he writes it down. His name is John. Against family tradition, against public uh, pressure, against self-honoring. Zechariah Jr. That has a nice ring to it, don't you think? (laughs) According to God's expressed will. God said, you're going to name him John. John, by the way, means God is gracious. And Zechariah means the Lord remembers. There's a whole lot to be said just in those names, isn't there? Then it is a song written with deity at the downbeat. Deity is D-E-I-T-Y, in case you were wondering. If you're English and kind of snobby, you pronounce it deity. We call it, I think we call it deity, but um, yeah. Right at the beginning of Zechariah's song, blessed be, who, whom? The Lord, the God of Israel. Right off the bat, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. It's about what God has done. And what is that? Well, he says, because he has come and has redeemed his people. Look what God is doing. Look what God has done. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. This descendant of David, who is Jesus, is the horn. Horn is a symbol of power. The power of salvation that God has raised up. This descendant of David, who is Jesus, As he said through his holy prophets of long ago. This isn't new news. The prophets have been pointing to this for quite some time. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. It's interesting that the the salvation that's spoken of here in this song is is certainly physical salvation. It's like real salvation. It's like people want to hurt you. God saves you from those people people have enemies. God's people always have enemies. God will save you from them in the end. Not necessarily today, but in the end, God's will is going to be done and your enemies will never get the last word over you as one of God's people. Count on it. But also, um, it speaks of what what I would call spiritual opponents or little more difficult opponents, actually, in many ways. uh, Opponents, including yourself. Verse 72, to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. The rescue that Zechariah is pointing us toward is a rescue from all of our enemies and of course our great enemies are sin and death. And God is going to rescue us even from those. According to his promise, his covenant to his people, which by the way, if you read the Bible, if you read the Old Testament, God's people kept trashing the covenant pretty much at every turn. Whenever people had to do something, whenever it was the people's turn to do something, generally speaking, they might temporarily, but generally speaking, they didn't. And yet God remains faithful to his covenant all the way through and here comes the fruition of his promise in Jesus Christ. And Zechariah is singing his song in celebration of this truth. Then it is a song harmonized in the here and now. A great Christmas song touches life realities. It's not just something that floats up in the world of ideas and really doesn't have much to do with you and I and where we live. Verse 76, Zechariah says this, good example. And you, my child, it gets quite specific, quite intimate, quite personal, and quite real. He's got a real child. And this song is in part for that child, about that child and his place in God's purposes. God's purposes, by the way, that apparently don't just float up here in the world of ideas, but God's purposes that come down always and touch the ground, come down into real people's real lives, real people like you and me. This song is also then about what John Does and is going to do about what people like us do he will be called the prophet of the most high for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways to give his people the knowledge of salvation in the forgiveness of their sins Zechariah says it's harmonized in the here and now but it ends back where it begins with the focus clearly on God's character and actions that's a great Christmas song Because of the tender mercy of our God, verse 78, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high. Most commentators think that that sunrise imagery is really pointing to what we call second advent, the second coming of Jesus. When when the fullness of God's salvation that Jesus has guaranteed, that Jesus has made effective, when all of that comes to its final fruition, when everything is... Finally, the way it's supposed to be when shalom, peace, everything the way it's supposed to be finally comes to the world as we know it and the world as we experience it which by the way is not the world that we're in right now and if you think it is, praise God and I'll pray for you. (laughs) But the day will come when everything is fully made right. And this, most people think, is what Zechariah is actually pointing way forward to when he talks about this sunrise that will visit us from on high to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace, a time when peace, shalom, will be the reality for everyone. God is active, helping, bringing this light, this revelation to his people, guiding, and it is going somewhere into the fullness of the, of the um, realization, the manifestation of all of the promises of God. All right, so here's the punchline that I would suggest for us. What is true of song is true of Life. We began with the question, why do people make songs? I think you could put another question right beside it and, and look and use the same seven purposes that I've offered to you and instead ask the question, why do people fashion their lives the way they do? And why do they view the lives of others as they do? Worldly commodity, human achievement, that's our culture, both of those. Community distraction, something to talk about for a while. Personal gift, we're getting better. Community tool, something to benefit those around us. Human response, you know, this is one that I think is, is largely lost. Why do people live the way they do? How about, how about just desperately, that's probably a bad word, but passionately being me and, and expressing myself and, and looking at others the same way. Oh my gosh, you are you. There's nobody else on the planet like you. Tell me. Tell me about yourself. Okay. Not, not, not what you can do. Not what you can do for me. Not, not what your abilities are. But who are you? Tell me. Because there's nobody else around like that. You, you, you see the, the value in each person. In me and in you. Is that how people fashion their lives? Is that how we conduct ourselves? Is that how we see people? Absolutely precious, worth knowing. And then divine reflection. Is that how people fashion their lives? Hey, I'm made in God's image. I want to reflect the goodness of God. I want to reflect the greatness of God. I want to reflect God in a way that other people can kind of see him through me. And, and the net result of that is they will glorify God what's true of song is true of life I think and then you could ask the same question what makes a great Christmas life performed in the temple of trials accompanied by obedience written with deity at the downbeat it's all about God I belong to God a song harmonized in the here and now. We live here. We don't, uh, you know, we don't want to be uh, guilty of that that phrase, you know, they're they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. You've heard that phrase? Yeah. You see, the significance of Jesus, the one who's coming we celebrate at Christmas, and then also looking forward to his second coming, The significance of Jesus means every song is a Christmas song. And every life is a Christmas life. That's good news. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that blesses us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came for us. And you give us songs to sing. And lives to live. And you reveal to us who we are. What I can't help but think about our children who sang for us. And those little ones get up in front of us and jingle some bells, and some of them even sang the song. And it doesn't matter because they are so precious. How they perform is really beside the point. It is them. And Lord, it just seems to me that that's a picture of us too, only we've lost it. We adults are are kind of like that in your eyes. But we, we don't believe it. And you strike us dumb. Lord, help us to write it down. I am precious that we might speak again and declare your praises and declare how precious we all are. Lord, may this Christmas season be full of song for us and full of song through us. And we pray this in your name and for your sake. Amen.